Trading Up, episode 173. So, like, the biggest thing for me is I, I'm always looking at candlesticks. I trade candlesticks um, pretty religiously. Like I said, pretty simple. Um, I might have a few EMAs on the chart, but in general, I'm looking at, you know, the candlestick tells a lot of information. A lot of people, they, they see candlesticks and they're like, oh, that's, that's just a bunch of stuff on a chart. But it's like, no, if I look at a candlestick and I see that it pulled back, you know, to support, and then all of a sudden it just got whipped all the way back up and I have a huge wick on the bottom of that candle, that's telling me that buyers just came in there and just scooped that thing up. So that's either, you know, we got a reversal going on or vice versa. If I'm trying to get short and I see there's a huge wick on the top, I'm like, hey, there's something going on. So I'm really focused on trying to figure out what the human like aspect is of those candlesticks. Because really you think like people are trading, you know, like people are the reasons that the market goes up and down. I mean, people, there's obviously the algorithms, but at the end of the day, like there's that human like interaction. People are looking for kind of like similar patterns. You know, there's a reason that when there's a reason that a bull flag breaks to the upside you know when it breaks the upside it's because everyone's waiting and watching and all of a sudden it breaks that level and it's like wow why did it go up because everyone's sitting there waiting for that pattern you know like those patterns that we see as day traders those patterns just repeat over and over and over every day different time frames you know the larger time frames the better the the chance that a pattern plays out to the way you think it's going to play out but like that's really what it comes down to and that's you know people i'm sure you get it too like people always ask me like well you're just gambling and i'm like no like I've never been to Vegas and sat at a, at a table and been like, Hey, I see a pattern here. Cause there is no pattern, you know, like every time the, the odds reset, but with trading, like the longer that you trade, the more you see these patterns. And I'll talk about later, like a pattern today that like, I saw it happening. I was like, well, this is going to, you know, like I knew from all the years of seeing this pattern, like this is what's going to play out because you know, these patterns, because every other trader is trading off these same patterns. There's a reason, you know, support resistance. There's a reason that these areas end up bouncing, you know, it's because, you know, when Bitcoin crashes down to, you know, $40,000 and it's like, Oh, it's that support. There's a reason that it bounces. It's not just magic. It's because everyone's sitting there waiting and watching. Like, okay. This is the time, you know, this podcast is not financial trading or investing advice of any kind. What's up traders. Welcome to another installment of the trading up podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins. And today we've got Patrick Wheeland in the house. Now, Patrick is a uh, trader from the US who lives in Hawaii, living what you could probably call as the, the dream trader life. He trades early, early in the morning. You're going to find out how on earth he gets up at 3 a.m. in the morning to trade and then goes off and does surfing and all sorts of stuff on the North Shore of Hawaii. Uh, I did actually ask him after the show if he knew any of the you know famous surfers out there and there, and apparently he does. He's, he's surfing with uh, Kelly Slater, the world-famous Kelly Slater, on a regular basis and probably a whole bunch of other guys on the on the professional surfing tour. So um, we're, you're about to meet Patrick and not just, you're not going to hear anything about his surfing life, but you're going to hear all about his trading life and how he does it and how he got there. And then we jump into a video afterwards and you get to see how he trades gaps on the uh, S&P 500. So worthwhile checking that video out afterwards, guys. Other things going on before we jump into the show, we've got the guest application form is now more visible on the Trading Nut site. So if you do want to apply as a guest, either as a, a guest being interviewed or coming on and doing a live stream, then please head over there, fill that in, and we'll see if we can get you on. Other things, we got the Trading Up Funded Cup, current leader at 78% growth already. I can't believe it. They haven't closed all those trades out, but 
they're still doing very well on on that 50k account june's competition is coming up as well so if you do want to register for that head over there tradingnut.com you're going to find the funded cup link links there and you can register for the june competition coming up and more details on that soon and also uh the uh, yeah the leaderboard is up there on the city traders imperium site other things, talking about City Traders Imperium, we've got a couple of the guys, Rodrigo, who's been on the show, and uh, his cousin Diego coming on to do a live stream, a regular live stream on the channel, along with all the other guys doing the live streams. Uh, it's They're doing their bank-level trading system, which gives you an average of 1 to 5R uh, every time you place a trade. So, guys, it's worthwhile checking that one out. They're going to be up on New York session and a London session as well pretty much every week, so... Guys, you want to subscribe to that YouTube channel? Hit that bell and click on the uh, click on the click on the all drop down thing on the notifications bell, and you're going to get notified when their uh, live stream goes live. Um, other things going on here at Trading Up, we've got the uh, Genius Trader Club. The price is about to jump on that significantly, so please, guys, if you're looking to get your mindset on point, go and check that out. There's links probably under, definitely under the video or in the podcast description. Um, and it's over there under mindset on the tradingnut.com site. And finally, before we get into the show, I've created a bot called the ZZ Fib. Uh, it's based on the zigzag indicator. I'm going to put a video up there on the Trading Nut channel soon. But for now, I've actually got it running to try and pass the City Traders Imperium funded trader challenge uh, on a 10k account. So I'm going to have that up on the Trading Nut site under the Robot Builders Club link. So if you want to go and find that, see how it's performing, then just head over there, tradingnut.com, and you'll find it. I assure you. All right, folks, enough from me. Let's get on with this awesome interview with Patrick. Folks, if you missed out on joining the Trading Nut Funded Cup, don't worry. With over 3,000 traders registered, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, have decided to run another. But this time, they've promised the prizes will be even bigger and better. Folks, if you want to register for this and show your skills as a trader, click on the link above or the link below the video or in the podcast description then sign up for free before 15th of june 2022 and get 10 off any city traders imperium product just for entering the competition good luck folks and we'll see you in the cup all right folks here we are on trading now we've got patrick Wheeland here in the house uh patrick's a stock options crypto and he's pretty much traded everything in the past so welcome to the show patrick uh thank you thank you now you're over there in Hawaii, uh, but you obviously didn't start there. I want to find out how you got to the point where you are now, and, and your trading journey. What got you into it, and and how you progressed? Whew, that's a long story for for a lot of beers if you talked about. But <laughs> basically, I got into the market. I lived in Miami. Um, I grew up with this idea that you had to work every day. You had to go to work nine to five. You know, work a hard job, and then you waited for the weekend and then you cash your check and you spent your money and you did it all over on Monday. And living in Miami, I was exposed to people that had lots and lots of money, but I was like, they're never working. Why are they never working? You know, no one's working. They're all just partying all day. And the more that I learned about it is, you know, to really make money in this world, you can't work. Like you can't work nine to five. Like you have to either invest it. You got to have businesses, or, you know, you've got to put your money to work. And that was like the big turning factor for me. When I was probably 25 years old, that's when I first started like trading. I'm 33 now, and I just basically learned how to retrain my brain to go from, you know, money being a thing that I use 
to buy things to now money being a thing that I use to make more money with. And I think that's like the hardest thing for people to learn is that money is a tool to make more money, not just a tool or not a thing, not just fun coupons to go out and buy new shoes and all that fun stuff. So that was like the huge turning point for me really. And so like I was learning that money. Yeah. Living in Miami and like um, back, back in like 25. So that was like eight years ago. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're, we're all these. Were there? Were there still a lot of Instagram stuff going on there? Because it seems to be a lot of a lot of that in the Mi- in the Miami area in particular. No, you know that's 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 funny because I feel like you know when I first started doing the YouTube thing, there really wasn't like I started on YouTube in 2017, like beginning of 2017, and there really wasn't a lot of a lot of people that were putting out videos. Like there were kind of like there was probably five or six like main guys that were doing it kind of consistently, but there really wasn't what there is today. Like you go on YouTube now and there's, you know, 5,000, 10,000 people on YouTube that are the next big guru or famous person talking about stocks or how they're going to help you make millions of dollars. And now with social media, every day I see some new guy on social media, like buy my course to learn how to buy Bitcoin. You know, like if you want to invest in Bitcoin, do it how I do it. And it's like, Oh gosh, you know, it's like this huge plague now of just influencers taking over. It's almost embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> so, so how did, how did YouTuber. so after after that re- revelation? I mean, how did you sort of get into it, and what made you decide to you know target trading yeah. as a as a it, avenue? It's funny. It's funny because I was on the wait list for Robinhood when it first came out. Like this is like not like the like the new Robinhood, but like literally the first time Robinhood ever launched, I was on the wait list. I was using E Trade. And E-Trade was like terrible. And then Robinhood came out and I was like, wow, this is free. This is amazing. I was paying $6 per trade on E-Trade when I first started. To buy a stock, to sell a stock, you had to pay $6 each time. Like it was fucking nuts. And what what is it now? How much is it now? Well, now it's free. I mean, it's, oh, it's free. free. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Robinhood changed the game. So Robinhood came out. It made it a, you know free trading. And then later on, all the other brokerages did the free trading. But yeah, I just started buying stocks. Like I was, I had no idea what I was doing. I would just buy any stock that I thought could possibly go up. And I learned pretty quickly that's not how you trade. <laughs> you know, just, oh, I'm going to buy this stock today because it's up 2%. Like, yeah, doesn't mean it's going to go up 5%. And, and yeah, were you just, working at the same sorry. time or was this like? Yeah, so I've I've always, that was kind of the, the good thing for me is like I've always been big into filming. So I, I was a professional filmer before I started trading. Cause I just had so much free time and I finally was like, Oh, I want to do something with all this extra money. Not that I had like tons of money, but I had extra money that I want to do something with. And I learned about investing and yeah, I mean, I remember when I, I think I bought Amazon when it was like a hundred bucks, 120 bucks, like back in the day. And everyone was like, Oh, Amazon's overvalued. Oh, you know, Nvidia's overvalued. Like all these stocks that nowadays are, everyone's like, Oh, they're overvalued. I'm like, well, you should have seen them in 2016. They were really good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, Bitcoin's overvalued. It was 125 oh, bucks. Yeah, come on. I, I had a good friend of mine. He he actually, I remember in 2016, he was like, oh, you should look into Bitcoin. That's kind of like when I first started getting into crypto too. And I think the first time I bought Bitcoin, it was like $600, $700 at that time. And it was, and I thought I was overpaying. Like, you know, when it went to 10,000, I'm like, oh, it can't go any higher than this. Like, it, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> and yeah it's it's been wild because you know obviously we look back and we see the the moves in the market we see the moves in different things and we're like wow you know like that really went up a lot <laughs> you know? like, 
So, I wish so I held on to that. Yeah. So, so um, you know, you jumped in there. You didn't know what you're doing. You you were chucking things on the stock yeah. market. When did you start getting serious about it, and how did that transition happen? I started getting serious about it, kind of like I started the YouTube channel because I was like, I wanted to make a YouTube, not because I was like, oh, I think I'm gonna get famous. Like when I first started, like my view, my videos would get you know 50 views, and then it just kind of snowballed and got bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's kind of like when I really got serious about it, because number one, like the YouTube, you have all the people commenting and everyone's like, Oh, you're an idiot. So you like, you, you want to get better, obviously. Like, so it forces you to like, want to trade better because now you, it's not just you trading. It's like, you have all these people, all these critics, you know, and everyone's a critic on the internet. And the best part is, is like, we make a trade, we put a video on YouTube. And I was like, why would you do that? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's easy to, to say that now in hindsight, you know, the market obviously went the opposite of the way I thought it was going to go. But in the moment, like when I bought, you know, like I thought it was going to go down like six hours later. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I know that, you know, like, <laughs> so yeah, that was like kind of the real like fire under my, under my, uh, I guess, yeah, under my ass to get going there. And so, so, I mean, how did you, how did you sort of get yourself educated to in, in trading as a whole? I wish there was like a, a simple way to put it, but I think it honestly was just like trial and error. I traded, I traded the like just straight up stocks. I traded three times ETFs. I traded futures. I traded options. I traded crypto. I mean, I'm still trading crypto every day. I'm normally trading crypto. Like whenever there's a good move in crypto, I'll trade it. But that was, yeah, it just, it was really just a learning, like learning process. And it was funny because I learned, all these different methods and I learned all these different indicators and like, you need this indicator, you need the RSI, you need this, 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 and you need all these things, you know, on your charts. And now it's funny because I'm probably using like the bare minimum. Like I've removed so many indicators. I've removed so many different, like, you know, tools that people say you need this. Like, I don't look at RSI. I don't look at anything like pretty much all I look at is pure price action. I think everything else is bullshit. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, it's just, you have to, you have to like go through it and you got to find what works for you. And like, you know, and did you it. ever invest in courses or anything like that to, to get this education? No, no, no courses. I don't know if I should have or not, but the cool thing is, I mean, YouTube, like there's a billion videos on YouTube. And at the end of the day, like every, every, every single video pretty much all, you know, goes back to like one simple idea. Like you obviously you buy low, you sell high you know, if you're long or vice versa, if you're short, but really like, it's always the same idea. Like the market, you know, I think I tell people like the market moves in waves. I mean, it's Forex, anything, you know, things obviously go straight up sometimes, but like, do you really want to be buying all the way at the top? Or do you want to be buying when the tide is changing, when the wave is forming, you know, like getting ready for that next impulse move. And, and that's like the biggest thing to understand as a trader is like, when you're looking at this insane move, you're like, Oh, it's going higher and higher. It's like, do I really want to buy right there? Probably not. So that was like, you know, just learning that. I think, like I said, like all the indicators, all the things that you're supposed to learn with trading, I, at the end of the day, there's that simple idea. Like it's just that understanding that stocks, Forex, everything, it just moves in waves. And, and so how did your account growth go? I mean, were there blowing oh. accounts along the way or just was it? Yeah. yeah. So luckily for me, I kind of was – I wouldn't say I had like any like major blow up, but I, what I would do is I would, there was a couple of brokers, like offshore brokers that would allow you to trade with like small accounts to, to trade stocks. Cause in America you have to have a $25,000 or more to get around PDT, but there were offshore brokers that would allow you to trade with only a thousand dollars. So 
you know, you could put a thousand dollars into one of these accounts, you could blow it up. And it wasn't the end of the day where like, if you put $25,000 into account, you blew that up, you know, it might kind of really hurt. And it was just trial and error. And, you know, I had, I had months where maybe I gained, you know, 300, 400, 500, 600%. You know, I think I had my best month ever was like a thousand dollars, like turning it into like a $10,000 into like one month. So, you know, you get those like really good months. And then obviously like you get the blow up months where you might lose two or $3,000 and just kind of the ups and downs. And was it very much like sort of an investing style at that point? Or were you, you know, I'm going to get out at this point if it doesn't go in my direction or I've got a stop loss and a take profit. How did that look? Yeah, that, that was, that was the, I think one thing people have to like, number one, like if you're going to, if you're going to trade, like you have to trade, like there's no hoping and praying. You like, you don't, you don't buy a stock and then become an investor in that stock. You know, like you get into it. If it doesn't work out, the trade doesn't work, you get out. And that's like, that's one thing that I think, you know, the human, human emotion people have problems with is if you're going to buy a stock, you got to have a plan. Like I get into a trade. I'm like, all right, look, I'm going to buy this for a dollar. And if it goes below 80 cents, I'm getting out. I don't care what happens. I don't care. I don't care. That's just, it's dead. You know, that's, that's what it is. And, and that's one thing you got to force yourself to do. Cause that it's just like, you know, you have to accept the losers as much as you get the winners. And so, so in terms of, of what you're trading now, you primarily trading, uh, what, what is it? What are the instruments that you would go through? So, so I, so mostly I'm trading, so we call it, I mean, the spy. So like the S and P 500, you know, the overall indices basically. Um, and I'm trading options on that because it basically gives me leverage because I can buy, you know, like a, a 50 cent option that might go like today, for example, there was an option contract I'm looking at now. It went from a dollar up to $4. So it cost me a hundred dollars to buy the option. If I sell it at $4, it's $400, it's $300 in profit. So basically if it's a dollar option, it's a hundred dollars to, to buy it. And then if it goes up. So it really allows you like, you don't need tons and tons of money. I mean, in this account, I think I have like 2.7 like equity in that account and I can trade, you know, some serious money options and, and not really risk a ton either. Cause like if I buy an option for a dollar and it goes down to 80 cents, well, I just lost 20 bucks from that one trade, you know? instead of me like having to pay $80,000 for this to buy these this amount of stocks and then it goes down 20% and I just lost 20,000. So it kind of really like allows you to kind of manage your risk a lot more in And so so is that is that sort of why you've moved to options is it like from I'm guessing like another leveraged kind of asset Yeah. Um, well, not asset, but derivative. I mean, are you? Uh, what are, What are the sort of uh, sort of intricacies in here that people might not be seeing that they should be aware of around the options versus other instruments? Yeah. So if you're if you're in the U.S., I think like um, if you're in the U.S., you have to deal with PDT, the twenty five thousand uh, dollar requirement to, to day trade. Um, if you're not in the U.S., you know if you're trading other options, you can do stuff. But for the, for people in the U.S it allows you to basically, you can trade with a cash account. So every day I start out, I have $2.7,000 in my account. And then I basically trade all that money for the day. And then at the end of the day, basically like if I've bought, let's say I bought, you know, 27 contracts and each of them costs a hundred bucks. And then by the end of the day, I can only trade what I have in my account. Like there's no margin, but it's giving me leverage basically because I'm able to buy those contracts for $2 and getting these insane moves out of the contracts. And, and vice versa. So it allows people to, that don't have a ton of money to trade options and it allows you to get in, get out and trade every day. And then at, tomorrow my account's basically reset and I can trade up to 2.7 thousand, you know, per day, basically grow that account 
and move it along. Okay, if so every so every day, oh, I don't know if it does actually. <laughs> so yeah, every... so every every day I start out with basically the same amount of. Well, if I let's say I make you know more money, every day I start out with just whatever my account balance is. That's what my account balance right. is for the day. Right. And then once I spend all that cash for the day, I can't make any more trades because right. I've basically spent okay. my cash for the day. Yep. But then tomorrow I get to do it all over again. Yeah. So so when you say you spent it all, you basically you've got options in the market that you're yep. waiting to either cash out of. Or you know, they obviously won't expire, but you, you're gonna go right. I've got my options all are in there. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, or whenever you decide so, to, you, you cash out of them, and your yeah. balance gradually gets back to back to hopefully a positive balance. And yeah. do you take you don't take the profit out of that and start again? No. So, you, just so like, you think about it like this. So like, if let's say I buy all my options in the morning and then I close them out because the market rallies and I've I've made my profit for the day, and then I'm done because I can't use any more money because I've already bought two point like I bought twenty seven hundred dollars worth of options that morning, and then that basically you have like one day where I don't get any more money. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not like you're not on margin because you're not like able to just keep trading and trading and trading and trading. Right. It basically only allows you to trade so much per day, which I've kind of you know personally for me I like that as well because let's say I might have a weird day where I'm like I'm in and out and I'm kind of forcing trades and all of a sudden I'm like wait. I got no more money. I can't do, you know, like it kind of forces yeah. me to not overtrade. Yeah. Because I got to be smart too. Because I'm like, hey, I don't want to use up all my money on the first move of the day. You know, I'm going to kind of slowly see what happens in the market. I'm going to wait and be more patient. And it's nice because it obviously, I think it also like, you know, I think with with trading, you have to kind of figure out what works for you, like your what your emotion is, what your style is, and then you have to kind of figure out, you know, what's the best way to go about it. And, Right now, for me, trading the overall market, trading the options is kind of just working really good. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna keep doing it. I mean, it did, it did, this did occur to me just the other day. I was like, "Hang on a sec. If you if there's no restriction, so like you know, I'm I'm usually in the forex markets, yeah. And if there's no restriction on the time that you can actually trade, which you know they're open pretty much twenty four seven, um, and there's no stopping you from trading." Which is just an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, so this is, in theory, a way to stop you and limit limit. It's the rules. It's almost like you know, as I say, you're working for a company, and the boss says, "Here is what you can do. This is your job." Versus with the forex market in particular, which is twenty four seven, there are no. It's like you got no rules, mate. Go and do whatever you want. It's like oh, I'm just going to like go 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 on a holiday every day. I'm not even going to be here. Yeah. So this is that sounds quite interesting. Um, now, if you had to sort of break your trading style down, I mean, how how did you break it down now from a from a more of a technical analysis point of view? If you're going to analyze a chart, how does that look? So, like the biggest thing for me is I, I'm always looking at candlesticks. I trade candlesticks um, pretty religiously. Like I said, pretty simple. Um, I might have a few EMAs on the chart, but in general, I'm looking at you know the candlestick tells a lot of information. A lot of people, they, they see candlesticks and they're like, oh, that's, that's just a bunch of stuff on a chart. But it's like, no, if I look at a candlestick and I see that it pulled back, you know, to support, and then all of a sudden it just got whipped all the way back up and I have a huge wick on the bottom of that candle, that's telling me that buyers just came in there and just scooped that thing up. So that's either, you know, we got a reversal going on or vice versa. If I'm trying to get short and I see there's a huge wick on the top, I'm like, hey, there's something going on. So I'm really focused on trying to figure out what the human like aspect is of those candlesticks. Cause really you think like people are trading, you know, 
Like people are the reasons that the market goes up and down. I mean, people, there's obviously the algorithms, but at the end of the day, like there's that human like interaction, people are looking for kind of like similar patterns. You know, there's a reason that when there's a reason that a bull flag breaks to the upside, you know, when it breaks the upside, it's because everyone's waiting and watching and all of a sudden it breaks that level. And it's like, wow, why did it go up? Cause everyone's sitting there waiting for that pattern, you know, like, those patterns that we see as day traders, those patterns just repeat over and over and over every day, different timeframes, you know, the larger timeframes, the better the the chance that a pattern plays out to the way you think it's going to play out. But like, that's really what it comes down to. And that's, you know, people, I'm sure you get it too. Like people always ask me like, well, you're just gambling. And I'm like, no, like I've never been to Vegas and sat at a, at a table and been like, Hey, I see a pattern here. Cause there is no pattern, <laughs> yeah. you know, like every time the, the odds reset. But with trading, like the longer that you trade, the more you see these patterns. And I'll talk about later, like a pattern today that like I saw it happening. I was like, well, this is going to, you know, like I knew from all the years of seeing this pattern, like this is what's going to play out because, you know, these patterns, because every other trader is trading off these same patterns. There's a reason, you know, support resistance. There's a reason that these areas Hmm. end up bouncing, you know, it's because, you know, when Bitcoin crashes down to, you know, $40,000 and it's like, oh, it's that support. There's a reason that it bounces. It's not just magic. It's because everyone's sitting there waiting and watching. Like, okay, this is, it, is the time, you know. How, how often are you like sort of putting yourself in other traders' mindsets and going, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? Oh, yeah. No, I love that. That's like you got to think, especially if you're short, you know, if you're a bull, you're a bear. They say that bulls and bears make money. It's the pigs that get slaughtered. But, you know, if I'm looking at a trade, I'm like, hey, I guarantee that if this breaks to the downside, like let's say this stock breaks through this support, that everyone's got their stop losses right there. All the day traders, they're all, they all bought because they thought this thing was going to break to the upside. But I guarantee if this thing breaks through that support, it's going to just wash right through because everyone's going to be racing to get out of the trade. And that was that's one thing that I've learned too is like you got to be on the opposite of that. Like you don't want to be the guy who's reacting to the market moving. You need to be the guy who's like, ahead of that move in the sense of like hey this thing's gonna break the downside i don't want to put my stop loss right below that break because i know that it's gonna get ran i know that everyone's sitting there with their stop loss everyone's waiting and they're like okay if bitcoin breaks below forty thousand, i'm getting out you know and guess what yeah there's a reason that it hits forty thousand, it breaks then it drops two thousand but then rallies right back up you know there's there's a re you know these, yeah. they're playing into that that emotion and there's a reason that you know most traders lose money because they're doing exactly what they're not supposed to be doing and how do you sort of uh or how did you transition from stock option trading to to crypto or was it the other way around because yeah. it's completely different kind of asset right yeah so it's funny when i first started buying bitcoin this was 2016 and then going into 2017 when bitcoin like had that insane rally and I mean, at that point it was, I had Coinbase, you know, I didn't really know how to trade. I think, I think it like, there was ways to trade it, but it was not like it was today. I mean, there was like, there was Coinbase Pro, but it was, everything was like very, like people were just trying to figure it out, you know, like, and when I first started buying Bitcoin, it was just like, you bought it, you held it, it went up, you sold it, you, you bought it again, it went up. And I remember like every day I would, I'd have to, I set my alarm on my phone at night. Like I'd wake up every two hours at nighttime to check the price of Bitcoin. Cause it was going from like, it went from like 3000 to like seven to like 10 to like 20, you know, within a, like a month. And it was just madness. And I remember it got to 20 and I was like, I got to get out. Like, this is, this is too much too quick. And I ended up selling like most of the Bitcoin in 2017, like above 17,000. And then it just, you know, washed after that and crashed down. And, and I was like, Oh, 
you know, that, that became, that was from me being a trader though. You know, like if I was just a straight up investor and I believe that Bitcoin is going to go higher and higher forever, you know, I would have been stuck with a bag, but since I was a trader, I was like, man, like this thing is too overextended, right? Like it's got to pull back here. What, what was, that, what were the sort of like, I mean, other than that, I mean, what was, was there anything else at that point? Cause it was like, there wasn't a lot, to, a lot of TA to go on. Right. So was there anything else that you were sort of seeing there that you're like, oh. Or was yeah, it just like I I, it's just like I can't deal with it anymore. Let's <laughs> just get out because this is kind of there, come down. So trading trading view was still was around, um, and you could you could pull up the Bitcoin charts, but they were pretty like everything was like still kind of like figuring it out. Like everything's gotten way better, you know, since 2017. Obviously, that's what five years ago. Yeah, you know, and especially in Bitcoins, you know, there's now there's so many different altcoins, and now you got all different exchanges. Everyone's trading crypto, and, and it's different now. Like back in the day, like you would see like Bitcoin, like in the middle of the night when China, when China was awake, you would just see Bitcoin just do, 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 just going higher. And you would basically like play into that. You know, like I remember one night Bitcoin cash went up like 300% in one night. And I was literally sitting there and I was, I was, this is how I was, it was the best part was, is I was, tra- I wasn't even trading it. I was like exchanging it. Like I would, I had a bunch of Litecoin and then I had to like swap the Litecoin for Bitcoin cash you know, like this was like so rude. Like it wasn't like trading. Like I was basically like, oh shit, I'm going to trade my Litecoin for, and I had to send it to this like swap. And then I had to swap it on this, on this app. I think it was Exodus wallet. You had to swap it on there. And then it was like, oh, then Bitcoin cash is going up. I'm like, oh, I need to swap it back now. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it was wild. It was like really crazy back then. And I remember being like three o'clock in the morning, like yelling and screaming. My girlfriend's like, what? I'm like, I'm up 500%. It's crazy. You know, like it was just wild. So, so, so with crypto now, are you like sort of just trading it like a typical sort of, you know, if you're going yeah. to buy stocks or something, you know, you're going to buy it and then put a, are you going to put a stop in and a take profit or how do you manage to trade? So for me with trading crypto, like, so I've been trading, I've been trading Ethereum pretty much like pretty regularly the last like few weeks um, because for me, I'm again, I'm looking at candlesticks. I'm looking at the bigger picture. I like to, I'm normally trading on the 15 minute chart. And that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, in and out every 15 minutes or I'm in and out, but I might just, I like to look at the 15, 15 minute charts, normally like my entry chart. I look at the 15 minute chart and then bigger picture, you know, I might look at the hourly chart or the daily chart to figure out kind of which way I think the market's going to go. Um, like last night I had a, I had a, a short on Ethereum and then I ended up getting stopped out, but I ended up getting stopped out for a profit. And then I went, went long because I saw that it was like basically making a higher low went long and then it rallied like another like 50 bucks. So, you know, the nice thing about uh, the uh, crypto is the leverage again. Um, like the, the platform I'm using, they give you a hundred times leverage. So, you know, it's pretty wild. Like I've, I've seen some insane, some insane stuff with crypto moving around, but normally, yeah, we're focused pretty hard on, it's kind of almost, I'm, you know, it's funny cause I'm using the same exact, same exact indicators that I use for, for like the indices for the S&P 500 and all that, I'm using that same indicators for Bitcoin. And it works the same, yeah? It, yeah, and it yeah. works, yeah, I mean, I, the, it works, I feel like it works pretty darn and, good. And so, <laughs> so what indicators are you, are you, are you using? Um, so I'm using, they're, they're basically EMA clouds. Um, and there's like, so like, the, I have like a 9 EMA, a 13 EMA, a 50, a uh, 72, a 180, and then a 200. And, that, and it's basically creating these clouds on the chart, really simple and clean. And it's nice because the, the cloud is also changing from green to red. Like once, 
once the market's kind of like downtrending, it'll, the cloud, you can see like visually, you can see that it's in like a downtrend. So the cloud train changes to red. So then I'm like, I kind of can focus. I'm more focused. You know, when I see the clouds change from either green to red, I'm more focused either to the long side or to the you know short mm-hmm. side based on based just what the cloud, if the clouds are red or green. And is the cloud just, just trying to get my head around it. Is it, perhaps just like the fact that it's crossed over is that how it's how it works so, or is it yeah so the different emas are, are there the different emas are either crossing or like if the price action gets like if it gets too overextended the cloud will also like will also kind of grow like okay. will widen if that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah and then when the price action kind of gets back to like normal it'll get tighter uh-huh. and you'll see it get really tight the cloud before like a big move maybe or a trend change so it's kind of interesting like to look at and I, okay. i'm obviously like I feel like I'm a visual person, so it's nice to have like very clean, simple, and easy yeah. to see indicators. And and so on a typical week, like how many trades would you be placing? Um, so today, if I look right now, uh, how many did I make? Uh, I mean, total trades would be like twenty five today. And is that um, that but- across everything? That's a crop. Uh, yeah. Well, I did two trades on Ethereum, so like twenty-seven. But you know, I I might be in and out a couple. T- I might I might trade the same options contract maybe two or three times if I see that there's opportunity. But in general, like I'm kind of focused on maybe like let's say if the spy like if the indices at a certain level like if it's at four fifty-eight like the spy, you know, I might be focused on the that the, those options that are right around wherever the price action is at that point. So every day is kind of changing based on where the price action is. And uh, what's your typical risk to reward ratio on those trades? Uh, I like, I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm more for, uh, for options. I'm more focused on percentage because yeah. uh, the, cause their options are kind of moving differently. Like I'm not really risking like a dollar percent, but I like to risk like 10 to 20% is like my 20%. Like I got, I know I got to get out. Like if it's, if I'm down 20% on the option, like I'm like, okay, like I've messed up. Something's wrong here. And then my goal really would be to hit a hundred percent gain on, on each of those options, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so it's like, like this one, to one today, I mean, it ran up, yeah. it ran up 130%, um, like, in, in like an hour, if that, you know, yeah. so yeah, hundred percent gain on an option really isn't, isn't hard. I mean, if you're buying it for a dollar and they go to $2, I mean, that's, you know, hundred percent gain. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, if you take a 20% loss and a hundred percent gain, I'm sure that's yeah. one to five, isn't it? It's yeah, it's like, about one yeah, to five. One to, one to yeah. five. Okay, on on average. Okay, and what and what about for like a, a, a crypto trade? Um, so the crypto is kind of tricky too because you're trading with such leverage. So I don't need like you know massive moves really. But again, it's it's really kind of hard to say. But I would say kind of similar. You know, I try to like twenty percent looking at it, and I normally I'm normally entering at an area either of support or maybe like a resistance area, and then I can basically. I'll look at the chart and be like, hey, look, like this last candle, it bounced off of this level. Like that's going to be my stop. So sometimes I feel like with crypto, I kind of am moving my stop, not so much more like on like a, a risk ratio, but more so like every trade I'm like looking at like, hey, like if the last, like the last support area that this thing bounced at is, you know, it's $500 down, like that's too big of a risk for me. So I need to be entering at an area that I think like I can put my stop right below that area of reversal. And like, that's where I'm going to risk it, you know? And you're it's just, and you're just like going to manage that trade in terms of in, into going into profit. You're not going to go like, oh, I'm just going to take a two to one or a... Oh, yeah, no. And then, you know, also I'm kind of, I'll move my stop as well. Like 
if I'm in a trade and I see that it's going higher and higher, I'll move it to break even. And then once, let's say, you know, now it's moved up even higher, I might move it to like, you know, now I'm up 25% on the trade. Because the worst thing, I mean, I, I, it happens to everybody. It happened to me today. When you, you know, have a green trade and then it turns red on you and you're like, you know, why? Why did I let that happen? Mm. It, really sh- it really should never happen. I mean, if you're up, you know, $200 on trade, there should be no reason that you end up in the red on that trade. You yeah. know, it's just you know, something went wrong. You know, your emotion or you did something wrong. Yeah. And, and so out of these 27 options or 25 option trades to Ethereum, what are your, what are your average win rates on a weekly basis or a monthly basis? Um, I would say on my win, win ratio is probably like 70%, if that makes sense. Um, because, again, it's like I'm, I might be taking a lot of – like today I took three losses. But, like, for example, like my biggest winner today on the options, I made $236. And then my losers are $21 and $45. So it's right. like I took three losers, but, you know, my one winning trade of the day was – $236, but my three losers were $21. So it's like, you know, I, I try to keep my, I'm okay with loot. Like I, I'm a fit. People think that you need to be like 90, 80% to be a profitable trader, but really you need to only, you could be, if you're 45, 40%, you know, correct, but your winners are, you know, six times larger than your losers. That's all that matters. So the whole like win ratio is kind of funny because people like, you know, I could easily get into every single trade and, take $10 in profit. I'm like, look, I'm 90% right all the time. But it's like, that's, you know, that's just not, I've learned that trying to get in and out, like every single minute, trying to trade the minute candles, like, sure, you can do it, but it's just too much stress. And it's just, it ends up being too much in the end, I think. Now, what does your typical trading day look like? Typical trading day for me, since I'm in Hawaii, I, I like, I would like to get up earlier, obviously, but I have to get up. I get up at three, like 20. The market opens at 3.30. So I literally, I'm normally like, I don't even have clothes on yet. I just go and sit down on the computer. I look at the charts. I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. I'll kind of have an idea because just I'll figure out like if the market gapped up, you know, did we get a sell-off overnight? Kind of get an idea of what the game plan is going to be just by looking. And then I, I normally don't try to honestly try to trade like right at the open. Because like today, for example, like, you know, the market like tanked it open and then it kind of bounced and then it rallied at the end of the day. And like, you know, trying to trade the chop, a lot of times you end up getting chopped up. You end up, you know, maybe you made some little profits on the choppy sections, but just sitting back and waiting for like, you know, that big move to actually happen when the market figures out which way it's going to go. Like that's the most profitable, you know, opportunities. And, you know, trying to, I think a lot of people, the biggest problem for them is over trading, you know, trying to like, if you're in front of the computer, like, oh, I got to be in a trade, but it's like, no, you just got to wait for the right opportunity because you can try to play you could try to place 10 trades in a choppy market and just get chopped up. You might make a little bit of profit. You might get out for small losses, but by the end of it, it's like, wow, you know, those 10 small losses added up to $300 and, you know, a loss where I could have just sat back and waited for something good to show up, a good setup, and then I could have walked away with $200 in profit, you know? So it's like, I think it's, you know, everyone is so eager to like be in a trade, but really that. I've talked to the best traders in the world and some of the best traders in the world place the least amount of trades. I mean, I know guys, like I know this one guy, he, he on average makes 10 trades a year, oh, right. but he's making millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, cause when he sees the setup, he sits there and he's on a computer every day and he's looking at the charts every day. And when he sees a setup, he goes all in and he's in, in like those 10 trades he makes a year. He's very profitable on cause he waits and he's like, okay, 
this is the time, you know, yeah. and boom, he's in. So um, that's like, you know, that's the argument for people. Yeah, it is a, it is indeed. Now, um, I just, it, it bemuses me around the sort of three, three thirty star or whatever it is. So how on earth do you get, what, what time do you have to go to bed then? Um, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I'm pretty out there. Um, but I, I, uh, I go to bed normally like nine, 10. So I'm getting like six okay. hours. Yeah. Not bad. It's not bad. And so, I mean, do you, do you ever struggle getting to sleep in terms of, or have a bad sleep before you have to get up? Uh, no. I mean, I, so like the nice thing about Hawaii is like worse. It's so active here. Like I work out five days a week. Like, so for example, like this morning, the market closed, I went for a run came back you know i'm kind of like always like be really active trying because obviously that's one thing i learned too with like trading the trading can become very just like just like it's just it's like a very taxing you know like on your on your mental on your physical like it if you're not having if you're not making money like trading is the one job in the world where you can show up every single day for work and not make any money you know like you can spend your whole entire life working as a trader and never make any money and, you know, what other job in the world is like that? Like, what other job can you spend your whole life yeah. doing it and never make any money? Uh, I mean, you, you know? could even so be you unemployed and still make money within the government. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, like, like be, honestly, like, being a trader is probably one of the dumbest things you could ever do because, like, you're just – it's, like, it is so hard. You know, the emotional, the the every, the mental. I mean, it's it's just hard. Like, trading is really, really hard. So, so what do you do around uh, consuming food or, or drink – at three o'clock in the morning um i normally don't yeah i won't eat or drink anything um when i first wake up and then i will ha- i'll have like a coffee maybe around like noon um well like noon uh like eastern time so that'll be like 6 a.m um right yeah because okay. and then yeah I, i'm kind of a crazy person like I, I i don't know i i work out a lot and kind of try to eat healthy and be healthy because like that that's one thing like with trading like i i when I, I was in Miami, I kind of went through like there's I got videos on my YouTube about it, but like I went through like a kind of like a like a, a darker point in my life. You know, I was kind of like I feel like, you know, depressed and stuff. And it really affected my trading. You know, it, it really did. And it because and, it's all like trading is so like people think that it's all like technical analysis. But I mean, at the end of the day, anyone can look at a chart and be like, OK, yeah, that's probably a good area to buy. But like, are you able to like, you know, not over trade? Are you able to cut off your losers? Are you able to handle the losers, you know, and. And that all, I think, really comes from being, like, healthy in life and, you know, having having something outside of trading. Like, I think that's one thing, too, for me is, like, I'm at a point in my life where I don't have to trade every day. You know, I might wake up in the morning, like, I'm not feeling it. I want to go on the, on the jet ski. I want to go surf, and I'm not going to trade today. And that honestly, like, helped me as a trader so much. Because now, like, when I get on the computer, like, I don't feel that, like, that desire or that, like, that need where I have to make a trade. When I first started trading, like, I was, like, on the computer at 9 30 like okay here we go it's happening and i'd be like okay you'll go bye 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 and i would just go nuts you know i had no idea what i was doing but i thought if the market was open that i had to be trading and that's exact opposite like that is not the way to make money trading it's almost like you got to get past that barrier to get yeah. to the point and it's, it's a it's a it's a mental thing isn't it it's like oh i'm trading and then you get to the point where it's like okay i'm gonna trade now um, yeah, but so so on a, on a day that you might go, ah, oh, I'm not feeling it, and you've you've woken up at three o'clock in the morning. What do you do? Do you go back to bed or do you? Oh, it's I mean, you, do you ruin the whole. I'm like now I've got to fill in four hours until the daylight comes. What happens then? <laughs> the worst, honestly, the worst thing is waking up at three in the morning and losing money. 
Like, you know, like, oh, I woke up at three in the morning just to sit here for six hours <laughs> just to lose money. Like, I love my job. You know, like, my life is so fun. I really love this. Like, that, yeah, that's, that's painful. But normally, I'll just go back to bed. Like, if I wake up and I see the markets just, like, it's not really doing anything. Like, it's kind of just weird and I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I'll just go back to bed. Or sometimes I'll just sit here and stare at it as well. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. I, like, I'm a big just, like, believer in, in this you know, being exposed to it, like just looking at the charts and like seeing stuff moving and being like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, like I see why that, you know, like getting these ideas like today, like I look at the market, I'm like, wow, there was, yeah, there was a double bottom there. Like, yeah, that was easy. Like to identify, you know, like anyone could have seen that coming, you know? And, and what does your setup look like? Uh, have you got multiple screens and how does Oh that yeah. You know, you know, the more, the more screens you have, the more profitable you are. <laughs> You gotta have at least 20 screens um yeah. so i have i have two monitors that i flipped up vertical which is like a secret if anyone wants to know out there if you buy you can buy you know your your desktop like monitors like your lcds and then you just flip them vertical so they're mm. like portrait mode yeah and it you get it's so much better because i can put charts all on there instead of like having my monitors like this you know like around me oh, yeah. and having to like turn my head and be like what's that over there yeah, oh what's yeah, over yeah. there yeah if it's all vertical like it's all right here like i don't have to turn my head and i can see everything yeah that is a great looking... little trick yeah yeah and it, and i think it looks way cooler too it's like people come in like oh that's so cool and i'm like i mean they're just monitors but they're just flipped up you so, know? so you've just got two yeah what do you say or you got yeah, i've got two? two but then i've got my mac that i edit on that all kind of sometimes i'll pull a chart on there or something but i i, I would say like let me just i have like on an average day i'll have like 10 charts pulled up and those 10 charts can literally be for maybe one indice, like, you know, because I'm looking at different, like different time frames and trying to line everything up. And I might be looking at maybe, maybe like if I'm looking at the, at like the S and P, I might also keep an eye on like the NASDAQ just to see like if the S and P is going up, what's the NASDAQ doing? Is the NASDAQ also following it? You know, is it kind of correlating or some days you'll see the NASDAQ starting to crash. You're like, huh. Maybe I want to fall. Maybe I want to get out of this trade in the S and P because something's going on. You know, mm. the Nasdaq might be moving a little earlier than the S and P does. So, kind of always keeping an eye on everything. And and how do you how do you um uh, so like if you're looking over so many time frames, I mean, how do you manage to get all of those on those two screens and check them out? Are they quite small or whatever? Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel they're well, they're they're thirty two inch screens, so. They're pretty big. I mean, you got a lot of room to work with. And I, so like on my, on like the, like on one screen, I have like six charts pulled up. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, and I can see, I'll, have like, that, my, that, I'll yeah. have like my order, my book, my book and stuff. And, and, and what platforms that through? So I'm trading through interactive brokers um, okay. right now. Um, hey folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Okay, so so that's, um all right, so I'm just trying to picture it in my head. Like, so you're using their charts. You're not using TradingView or anything like that. So I am. So I am using TradingView. The like one monitor will be all of Interactive Brokers stuff, and then on the right hand side will be like TradingView charts. And I'll right. normally have like I'll have different tabs for like the TradingView. I might go through in like different tabs, but I'll normally have like three charts that are pulled up like right in in view to keep an eye on. 
And, and what's your, I mean, you mentioned timeframes before, but what's your sort of driving timeframe in terms of this is the one that I'm going to get in on my 15 minutes yeah. because I feel that this one's going to push the move. Yeah. So like I said before, like I, I've traded one minute, you know, I traded 30 second, I traded five minute and obviously like the bigger the time frame, you know, the better, the better the reads going to be because, you know, you get so many fake outs on the one minute chart, but if you're trading off a 15 minute chart and I'm basing my, like my overall thesis on like why I'm entering and, tra- and exiting based on the 15 minute chart, that's really giving me a lot better idea. You know, like I, I'm not going to get out of a trade just because it, you know, there's a little like, Oh, it just dropped a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's, I can see on the 15 minute chart that there's plenty of support below that. Where if I'm looking at a one minute chart, I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's crashing. But then I go to the 15 minute. I'm like, Oh, it's not really crashing. It's just a little move, you know? So yeah, definitely a 15 minute chart. I mean, you can't go wrong with the daily chart just to kind of see, you know, support resistance, you know, recent closes, and gaps in the chart. I love trading gaps. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like if there's a gap in the chart, it's going to get filled at some point. So definitely always keeping an eye on this, on the big picture. Now, what about a, a trader's mindset and getting yourself in the right mindset to, to be a, a profitable trader? I mean, have you got any tips or hacks or tricks oh, that you can share? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think my, the biggest tip, you know, you buy low, you sell high, baby. That's the best way to make money in the market. But I, you know, I think a lot of people always ask me the first thing they ask is like, you know, I want to make money. Like I want to make a lot of money or I want to, I'll have, I have $500 and I want to turn it into 10,000. And I'm like, okay, cool. What do you know about trading? And they're like, well, I'm just starting. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to go and do a thing that people spend their whole lives trying to learn. And you think that you're just going to make money doing it. Like you've never learned anything. You have no idea what you're doing. So like, the first year, I think, as a trader should just be focused on not losing money. Like, if you can just, if you can make it your first year not losing money, like, you're, you just beat 90% of the people in the world. Yeah. You know, and you just, all you did was not lose money. I mean, you literally just went a whole entire year of not losing any money. Like, that is a feat in itself. Like, I think you get an award for being a first year <laughs> yeah. trader who doesn't lose money in this first yeah. year because 90% of people lose money. So that's like, that's the biggest thing is, is figuring out that at the end of the day, like your capital is, you know, people say like they're, they're little army men, right? You're sending your capital out to battle. And like, you want those, you want those little army men to come home because if they don't come home, well, you don't have, you're gonna have less capital. So, you know, it's, it's a battle of protecting capital and, and understanding that like cutting off a trade and getting out of a bad trade is not a bad thing. Like no trade, like, I don't care who you are. There is no trader in the world that has a hundred percent correct. Like they're not, no one does it. You're never a hundred percent, but you know, cutting off your losers, like that is the key. Like being able to cut off your loser to the point that you can still trade, you know, staying alive, like day trading, you know, Forex, all this stuff. It's all, it's all a marathon, you know, understanding that there's going to be days where the market's just going to be insane. You know, like it's going to be like one of those days where you're like, this is too easy. You know, I, I just buy it. It just keeps going higher and higher. This is amazing. But the thing is like, if you don't, if you don't stay alive, you know, for that day to come and you get chopped up in the first week of trading, you lose all your money. Like you're going to look at it and like, Oh my gosh, like now the market goes higher, you know? So it's like, it's just a marathon, like staying alive and learning. Like I said, like I've been doing this in 2016 and I've, I've been through so many different ideas and theories and I've, people have told me so many different things about what I should do. And you have to figure out what works for you. You know, like you said, you trade what the two hour open the London open. That's, that's what you do, you know? Did, did, it just did, works. Did did uh did you ever sort of get to a point where there was like an aha moment where you're like, ah, 
I've got it now. And yeah. how many times did that actually happen before you actually got it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I see. I don't. I don't even like to say that I have it now because I think we're. I don't think anyone like at the yeah. end of the day, like everyone, the market's just gonna screw anyone that they want. You know, the market's always teaching. Like I've met guys that have been trading for forty years, and they're super humble. You know, they've made millions of dollars, and they're like, hey, you know, as easy as I can make it, I can easily lose it. You know, like the market doesn't care how long you've been trading doesn't care about your experience it doesn't care about what indicators you're using if it if it's going to go up it's going to go down it's just going to happen so that's like that's for me like i think all the stuff that i've learned in the past like all the mistakes that i made like that's made me a better trader but obviously like i had to go through all those mistakes to get to where i'm at now and i think i'm at i'm probably at the best place i've ever been like mentally physically emotionally like as a person and then that's obviously like kind of filtered you know kind of spilt over into my trading because now it's like i feel good like mentally and physically and emotionally that when i trade i don't feel like i have to do anything like i don't feel like i have to hit a certain profit target i don't feel like i have to be like i have to do this because that's you know like if i wake up every day and i used to have a target i'd be like i need to make a thousand dollars every day and yeah i did it like there was days where i did it but then there was also days where I lost 2000 or I lost $3,000, you know, because I was just trading. Like I had to do this, mm. but it's like, what really comes down to is like, you need to capitalize off market environments. Like I said, like there's going to be days where the market is just going to be like, it's going to be super easy. And you're just going to be like, wow, this is so fun and easy. Like those are the days where you just got to capitalize. And when the market's shitty, you just walk away, you step you know, you just put your hands in the air. Like you just don't care. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. And that's, that's, Again, it's just like the emotion, right? Like the emotion of like, you don't have to trade every day. And that's what I would say 90% of people that start out day trading, that's why they lose. Yeah. Because, yeah. and they all, and I think you got to also think too, like people start trading because I think most people start trading because they want to get rich. You know, like they don't, they're not like, oh, I want to make this a job. You know, like it's like if you went to go work at Amazon the first day, you're like, hey, I want to be CEO. And they're like, why? Like, well, I just, I think this should be CEO. And it's like, well, well you know, like you've got to put in time and effort and you got to like learn, you got to be a part of it. And it's just, it's fun. I think it, trading is not for everyone either. Like, I don't think there's certain, certain people out there that just should not trade. You know, like I've talked to like people, I have my friends that are brokers and stuff. And they're like, man, I got this guy trading right now. He should not be trading. Like he goes on till every day, you know, like <laughs> if you're, if you go, I, I mean, I've gone on till there's a video on YouTube of me screaming and yelling, but uh, I mean, I'm also like, I'm on YouTube, so I kind of, you know, make it a little bit more fun and dramatic when I yeah. do stuff to get the views. But at the end of the day, like, if you can't handle losing money, like, you probably shouldn't trade. You know, like, if you can't, if you can't walk away from a $500 red day and just go and exist and, like, live and not worry about it, like, you probably shouldn't trade. You know, I mean, there was a kid that recently, I mean, I think it was, what, a year ago that ended up committing suicide, you know, because... He bought a he bought an options contract on Robinhood, and the funny I mean not funny, but the fucked up part is he he bought an options contract, and there was like an error, and it showed that he was like negative, like two hundred thousand dollars, and he actually wasn't, but it was just like an error. Yeah, and he ended up committing suicide because he was like it, you know, he thought he lost two hundred thousand oh, dollars. You're kidding. Yeah, so like you know, there's there's serious consequences that comes with trading, and you know, money. I mean, this is people's money. You know, people are are putting their life savings into trading. And I mean, I've heard so many bad stories of people that are like, Hey, you know, I started trading with a hundred thousand dollars and now I have $5,000 left. And I'm like, yeah, you know, they, they, the old saying the best, the the quickest way to become a millionaire trading is to start out with 2 million. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. You know? Yeah. Hey, look. Um, this is awesome. Now we, we're going to sort of wrap up here on uh, uh, you know, giving the guys one piece of advice from all your years of knowledge. Uh, if there was one bit of advice, what would it be? One per- piece of advice. I think at the end of the day, you just got to go into every single trading day. Like whatever happened yesterday, you got to forget about it. It's a new day. If you lost money yesterday, it doesn't matter how much money you lost. If you lost five hundred yesterday. You can't start out the day thinking that you need to make 500 to get back the money you got last, you lost yesterday because you know it's all like we're looking at the big picture. You know, you might have a $500 red day, but if you have another, you know, four or five $300 green days, well then you just get back to it. But you can't go into every I think a lot of people go into trading day like they just think about like what they lost yesterday. You know, they're like, "Oh, I lost money yesterday. Now I need to make it back." But like that's it's just never going to work in your favor. You're going to be emotional. You're going to try to do trades that you shouldn't and yeah, I mean Every day, it's a new, it's a new day, it's a new trading day. If I make, like, if I make a thousand dollars on Monday, I don't wake up on Tuesday going, well, it's time to make it more than a thousand dollars. And I'm just like, hey, it's a new day. It's every day. It's new odds. It's a new emotion. It's everything. You know, you just start out totally new. And and have you got a have you got a, a simple trick to help people get to the fact that, or to sort of completely forget about the day day before? I would definitely remove like you remove maybe your account balance from like view. You know, like if you have your account, like, you don't like when I'm trading, like I don't have my account balance, like right there in front of me. You know, I also like a lot of people, they'll remove their P&L. Like, so you don't see your P&L right in front of you. If you go into a trade and you're like, hey, I'm looking for this many moves, you know, this many pips or whatever, Forex. You know, I, that's my trade. I'm going into it, but I'm not going to look at my P&L the whole time and be like, oh, well, I'm up 200. Maybe I should take profit now. Like you should focus on the trade. Don't trade your P&L. And that's the biggest problem. Like stay away from, you know trying to trade your P&L and focus on making the trades. Brilliant. Well, look, Patrick, this has been awesome. Um, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? Whew, best way is just on uh, YouTube, Patrick Whelan. You can find me. Uh, you can also, I think it's on Instagram, Patrick Whelan as well. There's a lot of scammers out there as well. If anyone ever messages you saying they're Patrick Whelan, they are not Patrick Whelan. Yeah, yeah. you're not messaging anyone. <laughs> no, I'm not messaging anyone offering them a, a Forex program or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, um, a big thank you to Patrick for sharing with us today everything we've discussed here, along with all those links are going to be in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Patrick's in the Patrick in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Righty-ho, folks, there you have an interview done and dusted with Patrick. I told you it was a good one, right? It was really, really good. Now, do remember, we shot that video afterwards where he breaks down the gap trading on the stock indexes, so you want to go and check that out on the YouTube channel. Guest applications, guest applications are open. They're more visible on the Trading Nut site. Just fill in the form, complete it, and make sure you do fill in all of the details requested. Otherwise, it will be ignored. Uh, the other things, Trading Nut Funded Cup, get your registration in for June. Uh, we've got the live trading happening this week, so hopefully you're catching some of that. Uh, these guys breaking it down in real time. And Genius Trader Club, now's the time to jump on board it because the price is going to jump and go and check out that zigzag fib uh, robot that I created this month. It's only available for May 2022. If you do want to get access to it, you're going to need to join the Robot Builders Club. And uh, yeah, we're going to see if that can pass the City Traders Imperium Funded Challenge. I'll be giving updates on that probably across the, the channels, Instagram and, and Telegram and that kind of thing. So if you want to follow that, you know where to go over there on tradingnut.com. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you in the next one.